fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> Damn, how far are you going for that BDSM? You, you want to be choked. I get it. Okay. <laughs> Choke me and revive me. I think I, I think I told the last the last gal I was with, I, I was like, yeah, you know, like whatever you whatever you want to do, I'm I'm down to try just about anything once, but I'm not gonna let you cut me or and I'm not gonna play with your blood. Like that's those are off the table. Are you it's gonna a let her, little far from her. Are you gonna let her pee on you? If if she really wanted to do that, it's not my thing. But if she really was into that, I'd I'd, I'd give it a try. You never know. What if she was like shit in my mouth? Okay, yeah, shitting in her mouth. If that's what she wants to do, what if she it's needs about to, pleasing her? Right. What if she needs to shit in your mouth to get off? No, no. I I might let her. I might let her shit on like on like my my foot or something just to see how I feel about it. You know, pee doesn't bother me. Pee is completely sterile. Like you don't have to worry about pee. Pee is okay. Poop. There's a lot of bad stuff in there. <laughs> there's there's lots of nastiness in poop. You wanna yeah, you, you gotta you gotta be into that shit. <laughs> you know, like yeah, like if she was like, I really wanna shit on you, I'd be like, All right, you can start with my foot and <laughs> if, we'll see how I feel about that. Because I can I can go wash my foot. <laughs> BDSM and weird sex things almost have a place in what we're talking about, but not really because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> not not this, not this iteration. Maybe one of the sequels. We'll see. Maybe one of the Rob Zombie ones. <laughs> this is Sharks Cross Hollywood, and it's we might be recording this on Halloween. You don't fucking know. We're not. We're not at all. We're going to talk about Halloween, the original fucking horror classic that pretty much kickstarted an entire genre, even though when people say that, they kind of forget that there were other movies like Psycho or Peeping Tom that came before it that were early slasher movies. Well, it certainly it certainly created the teen slasher genre. That's true. Yes. I can't think of any. I can't. I can't think. Well, I mean, well, I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre did come about four years earlier. Isn't Halloween like the original Scream Queens kind of thing? Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis was, I think, considered the original Scream Queen. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Well, because she did this, and then she did uh, Prom Night, and then she did Halloween 2. No, I think she went like straight from this to Halloween 2. When did she show her boobs for the first time? All I know about... You've seen Scream? Come on. (laughs) I don't remember what movie it was, what what, what movie he suggested. She never showed her boobs until... Trading places in 83. There we go. She didn't show her tits until she went legit. <laughs> Thanks, the, Jamie Kennedy. All, all I'm, I just got X'd. The only reason I, I know the horror rules is because I've seen that movie so many times. Horror rules are broken in this movie, yet she still survives. True. She does smoke weed like within the first 15 minutes of the movie. Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. I couldn't tell if it was a cigarette or weed, but then they're like, she or he could smell it. And I was like, yeah, probably. Well, that's smell a, a cigarette cop. too, but... They were clearly smoking weed. You don't smoke cigarettes like that. But <laughs> she was like she was smoking weed like she's never done it before. <laughs> so maybe it's maybe it was a subtle commentary by John Carpenter on his opinions about weed. She did say, "I haven't done that." She because she asked her like, "Oh, I didn't know you were smoking again." And she's like, "I've, I've only just doing it now." Like she clearly had smoked before. She's just been a while. <laughs> and are you telling me that John Carpenter wasn't 
high on something when he came up with all these movies. <laughs> <laughs> the fucked up part about it is that he was probably entirely sober when he came up with this and uh, Big Trouble in Little China and shit like that, <laughs> which which makes it that much weirder. Because there's another uh, Adam Green. He directed Hatchet. Uh-huh. Apparently that dude's straight edge from what I from what I hear. Hmm. And like you came up with that shit like completely sober. Like you, <laughs> you got fucking, some issues. You fucking crazy I, I, man. I've never been able like to make it. it through Hatchet. I always like turn it off within the first fifteen minutes because the acting's so fucking bad. <laughs> oh, you want to talk about bad acting? Okay, right. oh, I yes. was. I'm going through this movie and I'm like, I really like this movie, but I'm gonna. A lot of people are gonna hate me, but most of the actors in this movie are fucking horrible, and and the script, like the dialogue, is also awful. You have three good actors that that have lines. Even Jamie Lee Curtis, this being one of her first acting roles ever, she did okay. She didn't say anything stupid. No, I no. I, I, I put Jamie Lee Curtis on the. I, I mean, considering it's her first movie, she definitely showed her potential, and she she was she was pretty solid concern, considering everybody who's working around her. So it was basically her, <laughs> Donald Pleasance, and, the, and cop. the cop. Yeah, yeah, yes. they were the only good actors in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I agree. and well, and and the guy who played Michael Myers because, but he didn't have any lines. So well, you know, some people say that that's the hardest role to play. Well, yeah, I mean, well, and we uh, to... the eight people that played him in the movie, <laughs> I thought <laughs> it was just one dude. No. Oh, it's uh there were at least a few like I saw at the very end it said at least three yeah you had Nick, like Nick Castle and he was the he well was there was the young main Michael guy. I mean I know there was well, yeah you know I'm not counting the kid who you know did a really good stone face look at the beginning <laughs> like just stand there and look fucking stoned or whatever <laughs> or look look like you have to fart but you really don't want to he looked like he didn't know what he didn't know why he had done what he just did he looked like he was just like I, I don't know why I, I just needed to. Which is had to do it. Which is pretty much what they were going for yeah, then. It's accurate in that way. Also, his mom looks nothing like Sherry Moon Zombie. Did you see? <laughs> 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 Fucking nothing. <laughs> that threw me both times I watched it over the past couple days. <laughs> you could hardly tell it's her. <laughs> yeah, that was that was some good makeup effects. Uh, like the year she was born or some shit. I don't, I don't know how old she is. But No, she's a little older than me. And this and Halloween is one year older than me. Yeah, man. This fucking movie's 40 well, years old. I was looking at the More like cast. five months. But. <laughs> I was looking at the cast, like the two kids. That's mostly what I wanted to go look at and see just how much older they got. Okay, the little girl, Lindsay... She grew up nice. Yeah. Oh, she's hot. She's, yeah. Tommy. Tommy grew up to be Paul Rudd, so... Tommy grew up to be played by Paul Rudd. No, I'm just going to call him Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> also, for a, for a young Which kid... Which was that, Curse? Yes, I believe so. I still haven't gotten to all of them. Like, I was telling I was telling Rain that I fucking have seen this one three, four, five times, and not counting the Rob Zombie ones, I have not seen any of the fucking other Halloween movies. I still haven't <laughs> seen Halloween 2. I almost threw it on right after this, just because, uh, you know, I... I, I've I've seen this I've seen this one so many times and and I and I've always heard a lot of good things about Halloween too. I own it. I it's one of those movies that I own. I just I wanted to watch Halloween, you know, before I I watched it so I kind of you know refresh myself and then watch it. But then I I realized I had put it in storage with oh. my, with oh, my shit. other movies. Well, I had a stack of movies that I bought a little more recently and that I kept out of storage and I thought Halloween 2 was in there because I did buy it fairly recently, but apparently no, apparently I I had uh, alphabetized Halloween 2 and all the alphabetized movies got shipped to the storage unit. <laughs> well, I have the box set, so cuz I'm I'm special that way. The box set that I haven't checked the price on lately, but last time I checked it was like $80 and I got it for 40, so. Mm. Nice. Jesus Christ. Did I t- did I tell you about when I went in when I went in to buy my copy of it, I was gonna go. I was gonna go buy a copy, and it was like it was like 
the last one in there and I was like, well, you know, I don't know, $40. Jeez, I don't know. And then you had, you said that you had gotten it and I was like, well, shoot, now I got to get it so I can keep up with him, right? You know, like, because he's obviously going to want to keep doing sequels. So I went, in, I went in the very next day to buy it and it's gone. Gone. Yep. Mm. Yeah, these are going super fast. All these, all these collections of these old school horror movies. I saw one of the Friday the 13th collections, but it only had the first eight. Yeah, and that's, that's the most recent one they came out with. How are you not going to do Jason Goes to Hell? How are you not going to do Jason X? You can't sell me a you can't sell me a Friday the Thirteenth box set that doesn't have Jason Goes to Hell and Jason X and, and <laughs> Freddy versus Jason. Fuck you. I assume they're gonna do a part two of the box set, but I hope that after With they do the part four two movies, yeah. I don't know. I hope after they do the part two, though, that they'll just make a big one. Because I want, I want all the movies. I want all of these fucking classic franchises. I, I'll even do Leprechaun, so I can have them all. <laughs> you know, I have Child's Play. I have Halloween. Now I want Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street. I did get the Phantasm uh, box set. I'll do Phantasm, even though I don't know much about those movies. Well, I know the first one. I don't really. I've never really seen the sequels. I own. I owned part two and part four that I just picked up randomly, but I never really got around to watching them. And then, and then the box set came out, and my DVDs weren't very good copies you know so i was just like well you know shit the box set and it was it was like really cheap i can't remember how much i paid for it but it was a really good price for for all five movies uh, including the new one the first one has christopher walken in it doesn't it or is that the third one it's not the first one i know that you thinking of the prophecy yes i am god damn it (laughs) did you know vigo mortensen aka aragorn plays the devil in the prophecy nice oh yeah. He lives in Post Falls. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, oh. Vigo. Happy I birthday. Just, I just spoiled it. They know what day we recorded it. Fuck <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, he lives in Post Falls on a ranch or something, and he his movie Captain Fantastic that came out a couple uh-huh. years ago, he did a charity screening for it in Post Falls, and we, we went cool. there, and he did a little Q&A and stuff. He is a boring, normal person that happens, <laughs> that happens to have a super cool job. <laughs> I was just in. I was just in Post Falls a couple of weeks ago, getting the uh, getting the original registration for my trailer. I was not just in Post Falls, but I'm gonna go nice. to that. I'm gonna go. Nice. To that. I was. <laughs> I'm gonna go to that uh, rent that that video store, and we're gonna yes. we're gonna go get Popeyes because ah, nice. we're all fatties and we like fried chicken. Who doesn't? But it'll give everybody a nice <laughs> incentive to <laughs> go out there well, for besides me. Assholes, I mean. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You can do fried tofu, right? I can do tra- fried tofu. I do enjoy that. And I've around town, I've actually found a couple of really good vegan pho spots. Pho, mm. pho. It's pho, so fuck you. <laughs> Not Bye. you, but like everybody else. <laughs> but that's what I enjoy. Is I, if I'm going out, that's what I'm getting. That's one I'm I addicted. haven't seen. I've seen I've seen pho king, <laughs> but never pho q. Just the letter q. I think there's one in Seattle or oh, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I've never seen that. Well, we can open it. I don't know how to make pho, but we can figure it out. I know how to tell people to fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you'll appreciate this. Speaking of buying shit that we don't need. Oh, boy. uh, They just released like a company called Waxworks Records. They just released a a limited edition or special edition vinyl of the original score of the Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it's all they have them in all different like variant colors to represent each (laughs) character in the movie. Uh So they have all four of the turtles and they have April O'Neil and Master Splinter and they even have one for the Foot Clan and Casey Jones. (laughs) And they're super cool. It's like the with all the Ninja Turtles, one disc is bright green, but then the other ones, whichever color you choose. Uh So I got Raphael because it's bright and red and 
shiny. Oh yeah, it's got artwork by Eastman and Laird and shit, and it's really oh, nice. it's really cool looking. It was only forty dollars, which was nice. Very nice. I don't know. I saw that and I'm like, I everybody, I was I was gonna wait, and then everybody's like, well, this one's sold out already. This one's sold. I'm like, motherfucker. Okay, I gotta <laughs> gotta jump on it. So that that's coming soon. That's my fun my fun acquisition of the month, and then yeah. I'll I'll get horror pack by the end of the week and tomorrow my my shout factory boom movies are coming yay which movies did you get again i know you told me last Uh, week army of darkness dark angel and people under the stairs and ninja three the domination which ah yes ninja three the domination you know you know that movie that's why you laughed last week right you actually know that one okay you didn't just laugh because it's no you i I think you showed me the uh the ninja series and how i yeah and i and how they're completely disconnected from each other. (laughs) yeah they have the same actor you, you just have ninja three the domination that's really the only one you need is Ninja 3. <laughs> That's the one that I grew up watching. I didn't yeah. know they were like, I didn't know. I, I'm like, where's Ninja and Ninja 2? But <laughs> what I really should have been asking is, why is it called Enter the Ninja and Revenge of the Ninja? And why do neither of these movies have anything to do with one another? <laughs> <laughs> Aside from the same actor playing a ninja in each one. Franco Nero plays a ninja in the first one, you know, because a white Italian guy playing a ninja of makes course. a lot of sense. Makes but. sense to me. I don't know what you guys are. <laughs> I don't know what you guys have a problem with. But Lucinda <laughs> Lucinda Dickey gets possessed by the bad ninja guy in Ninja nice. 3. She was in Breakin'. Oh, no good. Yeah. Did she make the cut for Breakin' 2? She did. <laughs> she did. She was in both of them. If you watch Electric Boogaloo, it's a documentary about Canon films. You'll hear all about it. It's nice. fucking great. Yeah, I, I, I would totally be down to watch that. But Canon didn't make real movies. They kind of did. They weren't good movies. They're fucking great in their own way. Boy, will we get to some of those. But we're going to talk about a good movie that... Oh, fucking A. Yeah, eventually we'll talk about it. Eventually. <laughs> it's a good movie, but it also... At, at times, it's a really shitty movie. But I know that that's because there's budgetary constraints and they, you know, they only had 17 days to shoot the fucking movie. I will say yeah. this about the dialogue, which, of course, you brought up. And and I had, that, I had that same thought, too, about how bad the dialogue was. But the truth is, the dialogue is extremely naturalistic in most of the cases. What throws it off is the bad acting. Yes. The actresses who who play her friends are just atrociously bad. Totally. And, I loved um, watching them. I, ho- I hope you're picking up on that. Totally. Because <laughs> every word she said had to be like prefaced by totally. <laughs> <laughs> and she could not fucking die quickly enough. Yeah. Um, Annie, t- Annie especially, though. Him. Oh More my there. fucking god! Every time that bitch opened her mouth, like you said, there were three good actors in this movie. <laughs> but uh-huh. even the little kids were out acting those two. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Was, the little the the, yeah. the the kids actually weren't <laughs> weren't butchering their lines as bad. No, they were like so. Tommy was a little annoying, but he was supposed to be like eight or nine years old yeah. and scared out of his fucking mind. So yeah, he's gonna be annoying. Yeah, I bought I, <laughs> I bought I bought I bought them. If you listen to that dialogue delivered by a decent actor, I think you would be surprised at how appropriate it sounds for teenagers of the nineteen of the late nineteen seventies. At the same time, yeah, oh god, the acting just <laughs> shat all over that. I love that they uh, went cross-eyed as they started to die. Like, oh yeah, they, they <laughs> both, typical, both of the chicks uh, seemed to really enjoy what was happening <laughs> to them until <laughs> until they weren't able to breathe anymore. <laughs> Yeah, those noises were not killing noises. Is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> like it's, it looked like Annie at first was like, "Oh fuck, this is this is bad, this is bad," and then, "Oh wait a minute," then her eyes roll into the back of her head. I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> she had one, and now she's now she's dead." <laughs> well, I mean, in in fairness, in fairness, I can't, I can, I can never remember the characters' names, but the gal who gets killed while she's on the phone is supposed to be. I mean, 
It's supposed to be that Lori thinks that she's just having sex, and that's when she decided to call. Right, so. which was hilarious, but mm. so it, it, <laughs> the first I mean, it, it sounded appropriate. It sounded appropriate for the gag, you know. Right. But yeah, it, it was definitely fairly S and M friendly. That, those murder <laughs> scenes were. Yeah, so I finally got Rachel to watch this fucking movie with me. By the way, right on. Awesome. First time, because like I said, she has promised to start watching horror movies with me. So we're sitting there and I was reluctant to watch it with her kind of late at night, but we did anyways. It was like nine o'clock when we started. It gets done. I look over and I'm like, how you feeling? You okay? She's like, yeah, it was kind of boring. <laughs> like, fuck, fuck you, man. Come on. God damn it. <laughs> that's how. That's what my daughter said about The Exorcist. <laughs> she walked out on The Exorcist. She was like, this is boring. For like 40 minutes, she was like, this is boring. And then it got to the scene where she's stabbing her vag with the crucifix. And my daughter was just like, this is disgusting. I'm leaving. <laughs> it was boring. Now it's she too much. Got, I'm she leaving. Just got up and, and she just got up and left. And how old was she at the time? Oh, <laughs> uh, I think she was 14. Okay. Yeah. You know, she like she she had requested to watch The Exorcist. But you said you didn't like it, Rain, right? I mean, you, you said you didn't you did not like it, but you thought it was a little uneventful. Yeah, it was, it was pretty uneventful, actually. Um, the only thing I enjoyed about it was watching the background for... For him? My, yeah, for him was watching for Michael Myers. That was like where I was like, all right, where is he going to come out next? You know, and then all these bitches weren't closing their doors. And I... <laughs> That's they, they all live I in, think. Yeah, they live in a small town where people don't fucking... It's like Canada. And it's, I know, yeah. it's the late 70s. I totally understood that. But like, seriously... If you're if something creepy's happening with your door and you still leave it open, like she even went and checked outside and then went back to doing laundry and kept the door open. I was kind of confused. Well, sure, I'm creeped out, but how could locking the door help? Right. Like the scenes with Lori after she after she stabs Michael. In all, Which time? In in the throat or in the time. eye? It doesn't matter. Either time. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, how can she just stand there with her back to him? Right. Like, like what if look I could understand if you if you had like if there was blood everywhere and he was very clearly like had been torn open or something but she just stabbed him in the neck there's no you don't know that that killed somebody someone <laughs> with a knitting easily, needle because someone could definitely get up from something like that I mean you know like at very least it's a it's a distinct possibility so maybe stab him a few more times just to make sure it was just so it was it was so painfully implausible and 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 I get that it was less implausible back when it came out but nowadays like yeah it's kind of a post scream thing right you know in a post scream mm. world it's just a little too implausible having said that i do think it's still a good movie it just it's aged a lot well that's, you, yes. that's the thing about i'm it. glad you brought that up because a lot of people are like why don't you just fucking get down there and stab him in the face a hundred times but it's like she's just a she's just a 17 year old girl who happens to find herself in a shitty situation so <laughs> in 1978 yeah she's probably not going to go all fucking psycho immediately when she already like just kind of knee-jerk reaction stabbed him and figured like okay i stabbed him in the throat he's got to be dead right but then she's probably in shock at that point and i'm thinking in terms of like real life though yeah, yeah. and she's probably she'd be in shock like what do i do now like i should probably go upstairs and check on the kids but holy fuck what just happened ah right yeah. so i mean i don't know if i'd be able to fucking stab somebody to death even after they chase me like that well but i don't know i don't know the second time is when it becomes just a little more implausible. yeah like yeah. at that point she should have been like all right this fucking guy's not going down let's uh and even if even if even if she did genuinely believe he was dead was like yep he's definitely dead i got him <laughs> um maybe just join the kids and go outside you right don't, no but let me send the don't kids stand down. there with your back to him <laughs> You know, I, I don't know. The shock thing definitely excuses a lot because people do very irrational things when they're in shock. That's well documented. But that's why, yeah, horror movies like when people complain about people, why do you do such, such stupid shit? I'm like, you try being in that situation, doing something rational. But also you got to remember these characters 
don't live in a world where they have horror movies to fall back on. I mean, they have horror right. movies, but they don't have slasher movies at this point. Right. In Scream, it made sense because at that point, they had slasher movies. In what world am I coming home from my whatever I've been out on to find my kid is not in my house where I left them with the babysitter. I'm paying. And then just be like, oh, no, he's she's over there. And be like, oh, okay, well, here's your money anyway. Yeah, I don't think so. Right. And then the friends come and use the empty house as a fuck pad. Yeah. Oh, you know, speaking of that, <laughs> speaking of that. All right. They use that place like they didn't have anywhere to fuck, but they drove up in a fucking rape van. Right. Don't tell me a dude in ni- a high school dude in 1978 with a rape van doesn't have a mattress in the back for pounding it out. Well, the the cop did have a line of dialogue where he said something about like, oh, well, you know, nobody's doing anything. They're just like parking, pranking people. So I maybe maybe yeah. maybe he legit, maybe he caught them parking already earlier today. Well, it would have been nice to add that scene to give a little. But then maybe not because he was supposed to be grounded and wasn't allowed to do anything until his parents left. So I don't fucking know. Oh yeah, that's true. Shit. So they actually had to hide in the house. I tried. I tried really hard. <laughs> <laughs> like most of the women in this movie, who tried when really they died. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I do want to. <laughs> so first of all, why the hell is the laundry room not attached to the house? Yeah. Second of all, is she fucking retarded trying to get out the window, getting stuck in the thing and just going like, Lizzie, help me. Get it out. My foot's stuck. Like, <laughs> Even the girl was like, Lindsay's like, um, okay. I would leave her there. Hey, fuck off. Figure it out. Jesus. I think I, I think I can answer the I think I can answer the detached laundry room thing. I, I okay. think it, I think it's like it's like a, a detached garage, and a lot of people put laundry rooms in the garage or did in the older, you know. Okay, like, rich boy, olden, with your olden suburban days, with your two buildings for one house thing. It's a garage. It's a detached garage that used to be the norm. Who has a garage and shit? That sounds horrible. People in the suburbs in the 1970s says the one who lives in a house with a fucking detached garage. Yeah, come on. <laughs> A two-car garage, too. Yeah, you I don't think theirs was a two-car. So you say, you going to go put your laundry uh, room stuff out there now? Washing machine and dryer? That's what I was looking for. <laughs> no. I'm not going to do that at all. That would suck, in, like, especially in October. Like If you have to walk all the way out there, you don't want to bring your shit back. You don't want to leave the house. I would well, remember, be too this cold. isn't Washington. It's Illinois, where it's balmy and warm all winter. That's not true, is it? <laughs> Don't fucking confuse like, me like that. <laughs> you got the stare down for me for that. I was like, I don't believe you. I don't know if it actually snows in October in don't Chicago. Don't know enough about geography. <laughs> Challenge you on this one. It's not. It's not Montana where it'll snow in fucking July for no reason. So maybe maybe, maybe Chicago actually has seasons. No, they do. It, I mean, it's not Chicago proper, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they get pretty. They get pretty cold winters though. So yeah, it could be a bummer and. It could be a bummer in wintertime to have to walk outside to do your laundry. <laughs> I don't like walking outside when it's warm out, so that'd be fucking awful in the cold. Call that a hermit. I a will bit. I will absolutely <laughs> agree to that. I did get out of my house, though, because I did go see the new one oh, on really? Thursday night. I watched it. There was a five-year-old kid sitting there with his mom, and the second he shows up, I'm like, fuck, this is going to be horrible. <laughs> this kid is going to scream. He's going to cry. Something fucking weird's going to happen. Didn't make a fucking noise the whole movie. Didn't get up to go pee. Nothing. Was he awake? Yeah. As far as I know. He was, that's he was, parenting right right there. I'm like, what the fuck? This, this is a, that's a weird kid. And it did take me a minute to 
to let the movie settle like it didn't affect me or anything and i'm just like yeah it was all right then i spent the whole day at work thinking about it the next day i'm like holy fuck that might be my favorite movie of the year so far really yeah well i definitely have to see well you still haven't seen mandy (laughs) that would be a different (laughs) kind of movie no what you really should say i haven't seen creed 2 yet that's true you haven't seen creed 2 either halloween 2018 might be one of the best horror movies to come out in like at least the last five years or so it is wait have you seen um hereditary though yes so better than h2o then oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) much better than h2o thanks for that ll cool j i remember ll cool j on uh i I think it was the tonight show and kevin williams or or williamson you know the guy who wrote scream i can't remember if it's williams or williamson i think it might be williamson but uh ll cool j was on like the tonight show or something and he and he said hey yo i just want to i just want to say uh shout out to kevin williamson who co-executive produced the shit out of this movie (laughs) like what co-executive produced there were two executive producers how do you co-executive produce the shit out of anything there's one executive producer and then there's another one your co-executive producers like he just threw his name on that shit come on Uh, yeah, I don't remember much about H2O. I remember it was an early Josh Hartnett movie. I remember it wasn't very good. I watched it in 1998 when I was, or like 1998, 2000 when I was 10, 12 years old. So for me, it was probably great. I'll say back when I saw it originally, yeah. like it was, I was like, oh, okay. I remember watching it and being underwhelmed. <laughs> I remember watching it in the theater. Well, you were old and boring at that point already. <laughs> I was 19 years old. Although I was very, I was very full of my own shit at that point. I was. Oh As man. was I when I hit that age. I'm I, like, I'm, I'm I too punk rock for this shit. About fucking everything when I was 19, and especially filmmaking. <laughs> and now it's now you hit like 25, 30, and you're you you're very acutely aware that you don't know shit about anything. Yeah, I should probably give great. it another chance. Actually, it's probably okay. Probably, I don't know, Jamie. I've always liked Jamie Lee Curtis. So, you know, I, I've been I've been a fan of hers since I, I didn't see Halloween first. I saw Trading Places and <laughs> mm-hmm. I like I love and her you liked her places. boobs. So you she wanted to go back. <laughs> What's not to love about great boobs? But, you know, I mean, I liked her. I liked her in all kinds of stuff. I liked her in True Lies. I thought she was fantastic in True Lies. You only liked her because Arnold Schwarzenegger True made her Lies, dance. Yes. Look. Just because she, <laughs> just because that was an awesome scene, does not make that the whole reason I liked her in that movie. She was great in that role. She, yeah, she did very well. I've never seen the whole True Lies movie. I've only seen that scene because when I was watching it, I was again a twelve-year-old kid fucking whacking it to oh, anything. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> I remember. I remember being that age, and like the only thing I gave a shit about on TV was finding something I could whack it to. Hey, let's go to MTV. There's always something there. Yep. Every rap video ever. Every White Snake video. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, warrant. <laughs> warrant. There we go. Do you do you know do you, do you, do you pick pick it up a warp? Yes, okay. I know what you're talking. Oh my gosh. Yes, I do. <laughs> We're talking about twelve year old boys jerking off in front of the TV. <laughs> that I don't have experience. I meant in. I but... meant that you know who warrant was. <laughs> My age does not depict exactly my lack of knowledge, okay? I want <laughs> to be time. clear. The twelve year old boys we're talking about are us, not other twelve year old boys. <laughs> Yes. This episode starts to sound really like Peter. <laughs> <laughs> so that that Mall Rats was one of the first movies I watched that had boobs in it. Oh, Joy Lauren Adams. Yeah, like you get to get the flash of her boobs, but then you get the the oh, fortune teller oh, with the, the three nipples. Teller. No, the three nipple thing weirded me out. <laughs> well, me too. But I then, couldn't jerk off to it. I could. It was too. It's too weird for me. 
I could do it. I thought you said anything. <laughs> you, well, I wasn't 12 when Mallrats came out. Oh, fair. <laughs> well, I was only seven when Mallrats came out, but I saw it when I was 12. I discovered it a little later, too. I discovered it on VHS like everybody who of our generation who discovered nobody saw it in the theater. No. Yeah, no. What it, it did $400,000 and Kevin Smith is like, what screen? He's like, all of them. <laughs> all the screens. <laughs> That was literally that. That's a reaction he says he gave. Like somebody said, "Hey, it made four hundred thousand dollars," and he's like, "Which screen?" I don't know how many screens it was in, how many theaters they played in, but four hundred thousand dollars. That's the opening weekend. It's funny how it's Yow. funny how a movie like that will will do that, and then it and then it just becomes ubiquitous where everybody knows it. And it's probably the first movie that most Kevin Smith fans saw. Yeah, a lot of people missed Clerks, unfortunately. Probably because All, it was a universal movie. None of the and, critics you know. missed Clerks. <laughs> did they shit on it no they fucking loved it, it did was, they it was Good. like it was like clerks in pulp fiction were like the movies of that the late the, mid, the late only mid fucking 90s. kevin smith movie that didn't get shit on by critics pretty much yeah probably <laughs> he made some good fucking movies i don't care what anybody says about i don't kevin know who smith. shit on red state that anybody who saw that had to love that it's i don't think anybody saw that movie nobody nobody really saw that movie except for people like us i remember <laughs> promo for it and, and i remember when it, it played at uh south by southwest okay so so more more movie nerds who were hanging out at south by southwest <laughs> well yeah that's yeah that's true it, it, it is it is a it does seem that south by southwest is sort of incestuous hipster community thing i was gonna say there's one thing about the annie chick that i totally get her on speaking of people you want to see stabbed to death <laughs> yes assholes All right, again i'm terrible with names which one was annie <laughs> the one um the with with the had to wash her clothes the retard who got stuck okay. in the window yeah the one who got stuck in the window <laughs> miss high all the time um she was singing about she is like i've got no keys <laughs> and then she's talking about paul and she's like going off right it was paul and uh, she was singing all her actions and talking about her day and that's me i do that all the time i'm like randy oh, okay. newman i get you on that you yeah see, <laughs> I, you see i told you the dialogue was actually naturalistic it, yeah. it was it wasn't as poorly written as it seems because the act are so bad at yeah. what their fucking job is. No, and that's I actually had that thought. Then I then I decided to just talk shit on everything instead of just the actor. <laughs> I am getting the impression that we might need a Randy Newman button. <laughs> just, with Randy, just just with that scene of Randy Newman singing what he sees. Just just in case, because this has come up twice already. I can't remember if it was the, in the Saw episode or Trick or Treat, but we we talked about Randy Newman a lot. I think it was Saw. I think it was. Oh, yeah. you see, I was thinking the exact opposite. I was thinking Trick or Treat. You know, this movie, because we were talking about on Trick or Treat how well that movie aged, you know, with it, yeah. with everything. I know that it's a lot, a lot newer necessarily than Halloween, but I was kind of hoping for the same effect. I was hoping that it had aged well and it just nope. didn't. No. It fell no. so flat. Yeah, like the it, last 20 minutes extreme, is still super effective. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, scene, the scenes were... Yeah, like you said, the last 20 minutes. Yeah. The last 20 yes. minutes works great. That's the fucking movie right um, there. The, yeah, the rest of it's aged hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the children. <laughs> 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 Fuck people for being human. So I had a thought while I was watching this too, because the first time, so Lori's walking home with, with Annie and her friend and the, the other one whose name I don't fucking know, who just kind of splits off. And then they see Michael and Lori's like, hey, that motherfucker over there, that's the guy who was driving his car not actually that fast down the street, even though they said <laughs> speed kills. He was going like two miles an hour, probably because in, in real life they were on a public street and it was illegal to go that fast. But then, then she bumps into the cop after her and Annie split up. And then he is super creepy in that one little interaction. He's like, well, I guess it's Halloween. So everybody's entitled to one good scare. Yeah. So yeah. I had a, I had a thought and I'm like, 
this could have been a completely different fucking movie if we didn't have those opening scenes with Michael killing his sister and then him escaping from the mental institution. It would have been one of those like, who the fuck is under that mask? It could have been. It, could have been, it, could it was have, the it cop. Could have gone like Agatha Christie yeah. style. Mm. It was the cop. If if those two if those first two scenes didn't exist, it was definitely the cop. <laughs> yeah, because he because he gets pissed. That he's like he doesn't like teenagers. They're all mischievous and shit, and that's kind of demonstrated when he said it's probably kids who fucking robbed the store. Well, that came that came that actually is is funny. You say that because that was kind of the hallmark of uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's later career movies like Prom Night. I think she was. I I, I think Terror Train too. Maybe there there was always the Who Done It element. Did the doctor, I want to know why the doctor was allowed to leave wherever crime scene was at the hospital because, or at the mental institution, because the girl did die. Like, obviously that's what it, it, it kind of puts forth is that the woman in the car, you know, gets murdered. How is he allowed to leave? And did he report it? Did, because obviously Does they're she like, die? they don't did the know. Nurse die? I, I didn't, I didn't get that at all. Oh, I thought she did. I thought that's what, when the hand came through, I thought that's what that. Kind no, of it came through and grabbed her, but then she jumped out of the car. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, she got thrown out of the car, she, yeah. And she squirmed okay. away, and then he immediately jumped in the car and took off. Oh, okay. And then he drove I away, too much during this which movie. was later when all the cult stuff happens. You can be like, oh, maybe one of those guys taught Michael how to drive the car. Speaking of cult stuff, the version I have, the 35th anniversary Blu-ray, has, has a preview for Rob Zombie's Lords of Salem at the beginning. Ooh. Mine does not have that. I do not. I don't have any Which is one trailers. of my favorite horror movies. Seriously? Lords, oh, of Salem. Lords of Salem is fantastic. Have you yes. seen it? And oh my god! That trailer was such a piece of shit. It made me not want to watch it. Oh, all the tra- trailers for that movie were that pretty trailer shitty. Trailer was so bad. I was like, that movie deserves such a better trailer. Yeah, than that. it's that's funny because I watched movie. the movie right when it came out. I did not like it at all. But you guys are telling me how good it is, but then again, Rob Zombie movies kind of don't do it for me these days. Oh, I love Zombie. Yeah, I mean, if if so. you don't if you don't like his style, that's completely understandable, and it's not for everybody. I'm not going to try and I, I'm not going to try and say Lords of Salem is going to please and everybody necessarily. But the funny thing about it is, is that it really addressed a lot of the issues. That that's the thing about Rob Zombie. He'll make a movie, and then I'll kind of, I'll kind of get pissed off watching it, even though it's not a bad movie. I'll just be like, you know, this movie could have been so much better if, if just blah blah blah. You know. Right. So like when he made House of a Thousand Corpses, I was super excited to see it because the trailer really made it look good. Like it really creeped me out. Yeah. And, uh, at that time, it was really hard to creep me out. You know? <laughs> and uh, and it did it. And so I went and saw it and I was like, God, that movie could have been really great if it just wasn't so goddamn campy. It know? was extremely campy. Yeah. It wasn't a bad movie. It was very effective. But it, it just what kept it from being great was that it was so campy. And then he comes out with Devil's Rejects. Oh, my gosh. And Devil's Rejects throws all the camp out the window. And I was like, holy fuck, he did it. Like he, <laughs> yeah. It's like he listened to my, my YouTube comments or something like that. Even though I didn't, there were no YouTube comments at the time. But yeah, like this. And then, and then the more I watched Devil's Rejects and then Halloween came out. And then I was like, yeah, you know, what's really holding him back is he writes all his characters kind of kind of the same like they all talk kind of the same yeah. fuck is every second word and i don't have a problem with characters being that way but not every character in a movie is going to be that way you know that's true and then fucking lords of salem comes out yep. <laughs> and i don't think sherry moon zombie says fuck once in that whole movie she doesn't at all and like <laughs> she's so so different in that movie and i just loved it so zombie zombie really impresses me in that in his ability to constantly evolve as a filmmaker. And you may not like his style, and that's fine. You know, it's very much not for everybody. But I, I will say that uh, 
he he is always growing, always doing new things. Yesterday at the tattoo convention, I saw um, the is it? It's not Bozo the Clown. Is that his name? No, Captain Spaulding. Captain Spaulding. Thank you. I don't know. I was, I was like Zebo from fucking Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> <laughs> Captain Spaulding um, was a tattoo that they were actually entering into a con into one of the contests on there, and I walked around for the rest of the day going tooty fucking fruity. <laughs> See, that is the scene in Devil's Rejects that pisses me off every time. I'm just like, uh, I mean, like, I, I get that it's like a bonding moment for and them. It's, and they're, they're family and, and they're it's bugging where, each other. Yeah, it's like we're supposed, it, it's that moment where we're supposed to kind of start to empathize. And we do. We start yeah. to empathize with them at that point. It Like, that's when, that's when, uh, uh, oh, what the fuck is his name? The guy who plays the cop. Oh, uh, oh. is it Brad Dorf? William Forsythe. Oh, no, Brad Brad Dorf is in the Halloween remake. <laughs> yeah, no, that's Whoops. when William Forsythe's character starts to starts to go over the edge. And so, you know, you flip and now you're on their side all of a sudden. Yep. And then they have that scene, which is, it, it is a humanizing scene, even though they're very inhuman characters. Well, he did great in the movie, making you like feel bad for them by the end. It's yeah. kind of one of those movies that you're like, oh, fuck, I mean, yeah. You, yeah. Should, you should have absolutely no sympathy for those characters. And you, you do. do. I didn't fuck those guys, but then again, he he is the cop is also a psycho. Yeah. Oh so yeah. It's another it's another instance where nobody's a good person. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I will I will say this again uh, for Rob Zombie. I wasn't a huge fan of the Halloween remake. I didn't like a lot of the backstory and stuff he gave to Michael Myers. It just kind of bored me. But uh, when I was watching this, I kept expecting the the road stop bathroom scene to come up. Uh, when, oh when right Michael where he actually gets his cars yeah <laughs> or gets the car i can't remember i kept expecting that to come up because that scene was so it was so effective mm-hmm. that I, it made me think it was in the original yeah that one i don't think it, the the remake is bad i do think stop trying to humanize him so fucking much the whole point of him i don't buy that little kid i don't buy either of these little kids turning into that yeah. but we got to know that little kid in the remake and so bought I, it even less i absolutely yeah <laughs> Just no, just uh uh-uh. Nope. And then you you see that kid in fucking Hancock getting thrown into the air by Will Smith. Hancock kind of seemed like a movie that was supposed to be a franchise, didn't it? Yeah, they tried. Yeah. You know, it happens when your movie sucks. I didn't think it sucked. I actually kind of liked it, but it never went anywhere, you know? I liked the superhero concept. Yeah. And then I did not like the, oh, hey, they're gods part i'm like uh, uh, that's why it didn't work that that that's the only reason otherwise it would have been fine probably i'm sorry superheroes to me all are fucking immortal i don't know about you guys hey batman apparently in the eyes apparently in the eyes of marvel comics they're all immortal too (laughs) they keep making goddamn comics of them long after they should all be dead well there's a hundred different universes and all that shit. Just read Ninja Turtle comics. That's all one continuity at this point. It's not. They, they 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 split that off into a bunch now also. But there's still that one continuity that's still going. Because <laughs> IDW knows their shit. Mm. Even though there's a reincarnation subplot, it's super weird. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. I need to go back to my point that I made last week when we were talking about trick or treat and how I always enjoy seeing shitty kids get what's coming to them. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think Donald Pleasance might share in that. Because he's standing outside the house and these kids are like, go in there, go in there, man, go in there. And he's like, hey, get the hell away from there. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then they and run the away. smile afterwards. He stands up and he just, he looks so fucking happy. <laughs> like I half expected the camera to pan down and you just see his hand and his pants just flicking, <laughs> flicking his dick around because he got so excited. It wouldn't have surprised me. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I like that. Oh, I, yeah. Speaking of that particular scene, the jump scares in this movie were really done right. No bullshit musical cues. No fake. You know, I mean, like there was the fake. They, they were fake jump scares, but they didn't. They didn't build them up unnecessarily. You know, no. they just it's happened true. and they made you jump. 
Yeah. The new one does it even better, I think. The the new one is tonally speaking pretty much like the original. Well, that's what the original did well was tone. Yeah. That's it, what Carp I mean Carpenter in general does tone really. If well. they had a little more money, a little more time and better actors, I think the original would have been as good as this new one which is is actually a great like it's it's gonna go down and it's gonna fucking people are gonna remember this one for being oh you know nobody's gonna be like it's better than the original because people don't do that because yeah. there's purists of course and they're annoying i understand it but at the same and time it's kind of dumb than the original though. <laughs> i mean let's let's be honest not all those originals are as good as we remember them yeah like very true yeah you can tell you had people that fucking love the franchise at, at least love the original one making this movie it's so good who, jamie lee who, curtis who is fucking awesome it? david gordon green directed it but john carpenter and what is david gordon green done besides this <laughs> i looked up his filmography and nothing horror it's, i don't it's all think short films and he made episodes of how he, how i met your mother <laughs> no it's little little less weird than that well let's see i looked that's quite a jump <laughs> The movie Stronger with Jake Gyllenhaal in it. That was the last movie he directed before this. I've never this. even heard of that. Right? It, it's a... Jake Gyllenhaal still acting? <laughs> I haven't seen him in shit for a while. Um, I like Jake Gyllenhaal. Me too. I think yeah. I would have heard of that. But I think David I Gordon did. Green... I call bullshit. I don't think that movie exists. It's right there. <laughs> oh, oh. It's right you mean there. because it says it exists? Oh, IMDb says it exists. It must exist. Well, I haven't seen it, and I love Jake Gyllenhaal. He's one of the... So it must not exist. I would totally go down on... <laughs> He's going to be Mysterio in the new Spider-Man. Really? Yeah. I did not know. So I'm, I'm pretty into that. Sounds, sounds like a good idea. But uh, apparently... I'm excited Jake... about the new... Sp- I, 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 I'm really loving Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I, I adore him. He's funny. I'm Not as much as I love Michael Keaton as the Vulture, but... They need to do a Batman Beyond movie, and Michael Keaton needs to be old Bruce Wayne. And, and then Mark Hamill could be old Joker. Yes. Holy fuck. <laughs> yes. I didn't even think about that, but yeah. And then Tom Holland could be young Batman. There you go. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That wouldn't be that, that that wouldn't infringe on his contract in any way. No. <laughs> no, not at all. But uh, apparently Jake Gyllenhaal was the reason David Gordon Green got in contact with John Carpenter to oh, direct no the movie. And you know who you know who who wrote the script, right? He didn't write it all by himself, but uh Danny McBride wrote the fucking script to no the new shit. Halloween movie. Yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. Oh. Danny McBride's in some new movie that I really wanted to see. Uh Oh, that's why Danny McBride did it. Because David Gordon Green also directed The Sitter, Your Highness, and Pineapple Express. There you oh, go. That, that, made, that makes sense. sense. Wow, I like it when comedy directors Your Highness is one a of good the, movie. Your Highness is one of those movies that like, <laughs> I just, it just immediately resonated with me because it throws back to the old uh, uh, schlocky Roger Corman swords and sorcery movies, Deathstalker and Warrior <laughs> it had, and Sorcerer. That had one of the coolest things I've ever seen in a movie, though. I didn't like it, but I, I, I often find myself going, walking up to people and go, come, come, give me kisses because I'm... <laughs> Because it creeps them out. But that part where they're in that fucking Coliseum or whatever, and that guy's like sticking his hand in the sand and, oh, and his becomes, hand's popping up. I'm like, that is fucking cool. He- what a snake. wasted, awesome idea in such a dumb fucking movie. <laughs> what is going on? I, li- I, I liked it. It's a piece of shit. I can never make an argument that it's a good movie, but I just like it. But that, that would probably be one of those movies you watch and just like, this is really bad, but I got to laugh because it's Because <laughs> it's that bad. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out a way to bring it back around to Halloween from your highness. Just really got to. Six degrees of separation, Danny. Danny McBride wrote fucking Halloween. There we go. Okay. Danny McBride. Danny McBride was in uh, a movie with, with an actor. I actually I actually wrote down was in there my a notes. Storyline. <laughs> there is maybe a couple. Yes. There's a B plot too. I'm pretty sure. I actually wrote down in my notes. Annie sucks. I'm pretty sure she's retarded. <laughs> I hated her so much. 
because I watched this movie, I went to see the new one, and then I watched this movie again, and I'm like, oh god, she sucks so much more now because everybody in the new movie was so fucking good. I can't remember what the girl's name is who plays Jamie Lee Curtis's granddaughter. She is fucking great, and she's gonna do awesome things. Yeah, I hope she sticks. I hope she does a lot of horror. I hope she she's she could be the new Scream Queen. She's fucking awesome. No she was shit. that good. Yeah, it's not the gal. From, no, of course it's not. That's that's hoping too much. What? It's not the gal from Evil Dead, is it? No, no, no. <laughs> no, she's too busy I making really, shitty movies like I Monster really, Trucks. I really <laughs> liked her. I was hoping we'd see more from her. And she was in Don't Breathe, but then that was also a couple years oh, ago. Oh, was so. she? Yeah. Because it was directed by Fetty Alvarez. So he did. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I, I need to rewatch I, that. I guess I don't remember. I, I, I Yeah, I need to rewatch. Re, don't Breathe was really good, too. I, it doesn't need to be Halloween for us to talk about horror movies, guys. Oh, no. That's <laughs> I, I watch it all year round. That's me. I watched. I did the wrong thing, though, when I watched Don't Breathe and then Hush all in the same weekend. I haven't seen Hush. Is it any good? It's got really good reviews. <sighs> it's amazing. I, I liked seen it better it either. than Don't, don't Breathe. It's honestly. on my list, though. I hope it's good. Yeah, I, I really thought it was better than Don't Breathe. Mm, it was fantastic. Wow. That's high praise. Just, don't Breathe is good. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so the totally girl whose name i can't remember her boyfriend also sucks like they're sitting they're the sitting big in, ass glasses yeah they're sitting in the van and she's they're like let's let's get naked and then he's like yeah let's get little Lindsay naked too right and the second he said that <laughs> the second he said that i'm like okay kill him just fucking do it even though i know exactly what happens to him but i'm like do it do it now right? don't wait <laughs> Michael needs to become sentient within that movie universe and just fucking kill him. Oh my god, he's a fucking creep. But he gets it I, bad, so it's I, okay. I, I will, I will say this: that Michael wearing the sheet with his with that <laughs> guy's glasses on. What a great, what a great Halloween. Okay, costume. so that and, was in my notes. I was like, I like the glasses over the sheet. <laughs> Speaking of shit like that, do you have a theory as to why Michael is targeting Lori? Because in the in the, in the new movie, you know, it's ignoring every sequel. It's it's Halloween seventy eight and then Halloween twenty eighteen. Uh, I heard it, I heard it just ignores the sequels after two. No, not even so two. So actually ignores yeah. two as well. He lands on the ground, he disappears, and then they apprehend him like a couple hours later. Oh, That's okay. how it goes. Fuck was I going with this? Oh, they they make a mention of like, oh, wasn't wasn't Michael her your, your grandma's brother? And they're like, no, that's just something somebody fucking made up <laughs> so so no 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 connection whatsoever so do you have a fucking theory do either of you have a theory on why he is <laughs> sitting my targeting, targeting her well because i have one but i mean you know. the one that got away thing makes sense i mean that's pretty much all you need well i mean why is he targeting her in the first movie oh in the well, first movie because she interrupted his ritual he was doing he was doing something in his mind the whole thing with the gravestone and laying him out on the bed and stuff he was doing something there was something about i mean it it's it, it, it's almost like he was uh you know i mean and obviously it was a precursor to like jason being this sort of like reagan era moral police character <laughs> but but it's like he was the psychotic that led to that like but he didn't understand why <laughs> he just felt the need to kill him like like when he saw his sister had fucked that dude like it it just drove him to it like he felt he felt like he needed to and then he gets out and he goes back to his home and then he sees this girl who probably reminds him of his sister which is the the retarded one because she's oh, the Andy. one he stalks you know she she is clearly the one he's stalking but he's standing outside of Lori's classroom though yeah but when i think he steals the car and he's well the the, the impression i got was that he um he was watching all of them but that he then
then, you know, it wasn't until she got naked in the kitchen that he, he decided to kind of start making a move on her, you know? So like, there's something about, there, there's some sort of uh, phobic, you know, like he's, he, something about the naked female form drives him to, to homicide. But he saw these girls and they reminded him of his sister and they were all in a group and then he starts following them around. And But then Lori interrupts his ritual. Whatever, whatever, whatever it was he was doing that he felt like he had to do in that room, she walked in on it. So she's kind of like in Evil Dead how Ash just ends up being the last person there. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> like, like I mean, she didn't do anything to, to, to draw him because he didn't come to her. She came to him. Right. She was just... Mm-hmm. being a fucking a good person trying to yeah what a fucking asshole yeah, right? i know right <laughs> and i was also thinking okay the moral you... of the story is don't ever be concerned about anybody ever fuck yeah dude this is this is america <laughs> yeah. anyways why are we so do you, do you have a different theory no actually that that's one, pretty much that what one, i was gonna say is because she walked in like that's just my shit was a lot simpler i'm like because she she showed up at his fucking house and he just saw her and like because he stalks tommy too a little bit yeah so. but i but i think he was watching him like he thought oh let's see if there's something interesting here let's see if let's see if she deserves my wrath and i was gonna say he's clearly he clearly knows what he's doing too because he he, says he sets all the bodies up in that house he's got a clear plan whatever it was he was doing it makes sense to him and he sort of vetted her and then forgetted her (laughs) (laughs) rhymes are fun i love the scene in the closet well that's i mean that's 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 all of us i know but still has to be said we haven't talked about that scene's so iconic and so well done you can't for you couldn't forget that if you tried Mm -mm. so she she pulls off his fucking mask right before he flies out the window why does he take so much time to put it on you're 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 smarter than me tell me why he put his fucking mask back on and so like you know very matter of factly he like had the thing and he's just like oh fuck I'm, i'm putting this back on i think it's because he feels naked and exposed he feels like he feels like he's not safe without it i think it makes him vulnerable to not have the mask like in his mind it's a i think like psychologically it would be like a disassociation from it he's not actually you know yeah doing it himself yeah maybe that's the thing maybe maybe the mask becomes his personality i mean it really does in the in the film sense and it's 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 expressionless and maybe that's more what he feels his face should look like just a blank even though it's william shatner and we all know what william shatner's like (laughs) (laughs) you knew that was a william shatner mask right Yes. Okay. I literally told my friend, he's like, I want to <laughs> listen to your podcast. I'm like, they make fun of my age a lot and how <laughs> how ignorant I am to some old school, old school films. <laughs> I'm like, sure, if you want to make hear me get made fun of all day, that's cool. <laughs> What's this they? He's the one who's making fun of You've done it too. <laughs> okay, go back to last. <laughs> no, let's, last let's not do that. Let's not. Yeah. There's no need for that. We live in the now. No more. Yeah. No more about the this past, old passion. <laughs> live for tomorrow. Yesterday's guys. history. Tomorrow's a mystery. And today is a gift. That's why it's a present. <laughs> That's why it's called the present. <laughs> that was adorable. Get existential down here, guys. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm filled with that. Like, like the dread kind. <laughs> existential dread. <laughs> like my 12 year old. We all have our moments. You have it too. Now we're, I, now we're all doing callbacks. <laughs> I know you have it because you know because life sucks. And, and then we you also w- talked about I this last a, week. I had it a lot this week. Yeah. And then you watch and then you watch horror movies and you're like, well, I guess it could be could be worse. I could be fucking being chased around by a guy who walks two miles an hour and can still fucking find me for some reason. I'm, well, I'm convinced he teleports. That's how he gets anywhere. Well, there speaking, is. Speaking of which, there's there's the behind the mask 
aspect of that. Yes. The uh, which if if you guys haven't seen it, uh, behind the mask, the rise of Leslie Vernon. Oh, I have. We talked about uh, this. Before. Fantastic dissection of the slasher genre and the whole walks two miles an hour and can still catch him. <laughs> like you have no Such idea how much cardio it takes. <laughs> Such a great movie. Such a great movie. Cannot recommend it highly enough. Where's my fucking sequel? I know where it is. They didn't get enough crowdfunding for it. Yeah, probably. God damn it. Oh, did they actually do a Kickstarter? They tried. Yeah. Indiegogo. Yeah, that's cool. Nothing. That's a bummer. It's 11 years old now. It's a great movie. It, it And I mean, I only saw it this year, so it's aged really well. And Shout Factory just released a Blu-ray, so yeah. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to pick it up. Shout Factory's fucking awesome. Don't don't laugh at me. Fuck, or, I forget you can hear me all the way over here sometimes. Do. I'm like doing a low <laughs> giggle, and I'm like, ah, shit, gotta back up. That's right. He's got the headphones on. <laughs> right? You're allowed to laugh at me. That's kind of why I do this. It's kind of why I'm here. Yeah, it's my good laugh for the week. That's why. I'm and I finally here. checked out the Arrow Arrow Films website. Yeah, no, they yeah, got some cool shit. Stuff, I mean, it, yeah, they 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 do a lot of stuff that is very very niche, and you know, is either your thing or it isn't. And most, the truth is, most of it's not. But the stuff they put out that that is my thing, they do a killer job. Yeah, I found a couple things where I'm like, oh, I might have to pick that up, but it's all in pounds, so I have to like figure out. No, there's out. a U.S. site too. Oh, is there? Yeah, you just got it. You could just you got to search Arrow Video USA. Oh, okay, cool, because that confused me. I had to convert it myself. <laughs> no, don't buy from the UK store because they'll send you a Region Two Blu-ray. Okay, I was I was go. I had to check to see if it was region free or whatever. How about the music, man? <laughs> Rachel said it's perfect. It's supposed to be eerie, but it's just annoying. That's what Rachel told me. Oh, I disagree completely. She can she can I, hear yeah. us up there too. I think and there's you know there there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of elements about this movie that have an age well. The music is not one of them. I think the music is aged perfectly. They used it well where it needed to be. They had it, and that's it. Just it worked really well with the movie. Yeah, it does. It doesn't over it. I mean, I, I think that's the reason that probably a younger modern art audience might, I could see them having trouble with it just because it's subtle and a lot of modern movies don't deal in subtlety and this one does. It, it, it's got a lot of subtlety. Well, there's some um, times where it was like took a half step in tempo. So like either it kind of slowed down a little bit. I don't know if you yeah. know. Yeah. So like that little thing, like you have to be paying attention to that. Yeah. I think the music's fantastic. Probably aside from, like you said, those last 20 minutes, the the, the strongest and even, even aside from that or even including that it might be the strongest part of the whole movie is the music yeah, and i'm sure you guys know this but i don't know if everybody in the world does that john carpenter did the whole score himself mostly i didn't know that yes i, know, I figured you guys did this is for <laughs> this is for the audience for the people still listening this yeah is for the idiot uh, audience <laughs> <laughs> and i guess like he tried to he tried to sell the movie and they're like this isn't scary why are you selling this what we, we don't want it and then he's like fuck fine so he goes home and in like one or two nights gets on his synthesizer at home and just does that little score and then he puts it in the movie and they're like no that's fucking scary we're buying it now yeah it's it's a fantastic mood builder and mood is what carpenter is a master of yeah you know i haven't seen a whole lot of his movies i've seen actually i've seen a, i've seen a good amount of them i haven't seen all of them i haven't seen christine i know that but i've seen i i've i've seen I, well i own halloween the thing they live big trouble in little china big trouble in little china is one of my favorite movies ever big trouble in little i china. fucking love that movie so much honestly any <laughs> of those kurt russell john carpenter movies are just the shit escape from <laughs> new york escape from la along with the unofficial sequels doomsday and lockout <laughs> which he had nothing to do with i imagine <laughs> no no actually i, I liked lockout a lot i think luke Passan got sued over lockout oh did he seriously oh. yeah by john carpenter because oh, shit. it's uh it's not subtle well, that's, no it's not that that's funny because I, I actually like that movie although not, although less subtle is doomsday 
They even use the same font as Escape from New York and a very similar soundtrack. They do, don't they? <laughs> I only saw that movie once. Oh, it's a great movie. I, I love it. I can't get enough. Any of those movies, I, I consider them all in the same in, mm-hmm. the, in the same genre for me, or in the uh, in the same canon. I like to think that they all exist in the same universe. Yeah, John Carpenter's great. It's it's like Fallout. There's like a million stories going on at the yeah, exact same time. Exactly. Because yeah, it's it's not going to all happen the same way. It'd be really. It'd be. It, it, it would be sweet. Well, he he couldn't do it now, but it would have been sweet if uh, back in 2017 they'd done a new a new Escape movie with Kurt Russell because it because then it would have been perfectly spaced. You would have had one in you you would have had one in uh that was that was based in um in 1997 and then the sequel got made in 1997 and then uh, and then I think the sequel oh no I guess I guess the sequel might not have been based in. 2017 the sequel is probably based in uh like 2012 or something mm-hmm. like that so yeah because 2012 was a big thing man the world was supposed mm-hmm. to go <laughs> god damn you roland demerick i believed <laughs> and that that movie became a comedy real quick <laughs> that movie was a comedy to begin with come on and i didn't watch it fucking ridiculous At that, after after the day after tomorrow i'm like you know what fuck this guy why does he keep on doing this <laughs> keeps on promising me these fucking epic things with and i thought it was gonna have a better ending i like Ugh. i like emmy rosam and jake gyllenhaal i like them both and it just had a like oh they're all fine fuck them <laughs> <laughs> this is not how i wanted this to end but they were all supposed to die come on fuck those guys and then and then he went and made that one uh the anti-shakespeare one and he's going he's going all over he's oh like, anonymous? no no we know we know definitively there is definite proof that Shakespeare didn't write any of his stuff. Meanwhile, it's all conspiracy theory. <coughs> it's conspiracy not anonymous. It's the other bullshit. one, right? Is there another one? No, I think it actually is called anonymous. anonymous. Yeah. Okay. Because that, that, that one's got Risa Fons in it. Once. He's Risa Fons is a badass. And I've only seen it once, too, but I was only oh, half paying I, I like, attention. I like him. Is that how his name's pronounced? Risa yeah. Fons? Yeah. It took, took me a minute. You know how I know that? It's because I watched the commentary for The Amazing uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> and they, they told me how his name was pronounced. Yeah, he played uh, Lizard in that, right? Yes. Oh, you know what? It wasn't the commentary for that. It was a commentary for Five Year Engagement. Oh. Which... Okay, that's a very different movie from <laughs> yeah. Amazing oh, Spider-Man. Yeah. But he's both. He's in both of them. Is he? I yeah. don't remember him in Five Year Engagement. He plays the professor who steals Emily Blunt away from Jason Segel. Oh. I couldn't remember. I, I was thinking of Jason Segel the other day, and I couldn't remember his name again. <laughs> and I love Jason Segel, and he does not do enough, and it drives me fucking nuts. He did a lot there for a little while. For a minute, and then he made sex tape, and everybody's like, you know what, fuck this guy. That, that movie was shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. You know, the I think I think that was the problem with Jason Segel is brand exhaustion well you know he's a writer too right yeah, i, I have one of his really books cool. he has a children's series called yeah. nightmares yeah. i love that series oh, i've never read that yeah, i have i haven't read it oh i thought see i thought when you said writer you meant screenwriter no I know he's, he's an a author. which obviously yeah. i didn't know i didn't know he was an a prose author too yeah it's actually pretty good i was I, I read it all those books came out in the wake of harry potter though so uh, is it obvious like were they like hey harry potter did a thing so let, let's do our own little no thing not on. at all <laughs> actually but the marketing was probably a lot like that. What marketing? <laughs> the only, I think I bet the only marketing was, hey, Jason Siegel wrote a book. It's the only reason I picked it up. Remember him? He was in I Love You, Man. <laughs> which I watched. A, I watched a TED talk the other day with a guy who was who was a book designer. A book designer. Yeah, he That's designed. He's, okay. He designed Jurassic Park. He designed uh, some other shit that was like. Is famous. it like the layout of the yeah, book? He, yeah, he he like he he came up with the cover for Jurassic Park that That's ended cool. up becoming the iconic you know T Rex skeleton and stuff. Like he's he actually. That's a cool job. He, he designed all that stuff and uh, <laughs> and he it was an interesting thing. 
but he was, I don't know, like I can't tell whether he's a genius or an idiot because <laughs> he was so committed to this really campy performance with this presentation. And it was just, sometimes it was hard to watch, but he really committed to it. I mean, he really, <laughs> he didn't falter. So, you know, kudos to him for that. I, I mean, if you're going to be campy, you got to commit. And he did, but it was, it was, yeah, it was. It has moments where it was hard to watch. And he had these glasses on that only had one arm on them. Oh, what the fuck? And they didn't have the second arm. And so they and so they were basically sitting like this the whole time. <laughs> Which is great for a podcast for me to do that visual gag. Just Yeah. I have a little bit of shit to talk about Michael Crichton. Don't wanna get but I wanna read Jurassic Park really bad, but I read Timeline. Fucking boring. Yeah, timeline wasn't great. There was one cool scene, and I'm like, "Holy shit, we're getting we're getting somewhere." And then, nope, just fucking over. And it was it was the scene you've read it, I imagine. I've read. Timeline. It was the scene with that fucking random knight in that castle who's all covered with like moss or whatever, and he just kind of pops up out of the fucking walls. I don't remember. And I'm like, that. this is like a horror scene. This is awesome. And then it was over. I'm like, I fuck. That. I I just I, I remember being extremely underwhelmed by the book as a whole. Like, can't you at least make it like take the movie and make that a little better instead of making a below average movie out of of a boring ass book well you know it was that was a brand recognition thing yeah i was like yeah. michael Crichton wrote a book so let's make a movie out of it he does not have a very good track record for movies does he He like jurassic park's real good and then the rest jurassic of Jurassic park's fantastic real not and good. then <laughs> yeah and then a lot of real, a lot of really bad adaptation except bruce campbell's in like congo for two minutes yeah yeah <laughs> and then he, he, and then that's the only good part except for the, uh, tim curry's performance as that doctor that with that <laughs> awful <laughs> accent formerly of romania I know because because I watched that movie for the first time in Romania. What? Oh. Yeah. And yeah, nobody like it be, it became an inadvertent comedy because his his Romanian his Romanian accent is so ridiculous. <laughs> it doesn't sound anything like a Romanian. It's fucking hilarious. But I love Tim Curry. Tim Curry's is the best. He's great. Yeah. He's So I'm thinking about uh-huh. changing the the description of this podcast to like we try to talk about movies but end up and talking fail. about other shit that <laughs> miserably. <laughs> we 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 end up talking about movies but not the movie that we picked. <laughs> So every episode should be like Halloween or something. (laughs) (laughs) We watch a movie and then talk about all the shit it reminds us of. Then we just end up having a natural conversation that just flows into other shit for no reason. I was going to say, at least it's a na- it's natural. Like, listening to this podcast is, like, different. Because you're like, yeah, that's kind of how I sit down with my friends and talk about shit. <laughs> and then we always force it back around to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween. Halloween. I, I do remember the one time when we did the Highlander episode, how I fucking accidentally circled it back around just by talking about <laughs> by talking about schlocky canon movies. <laughs> I felt really good about that. That was nice. That, and that'll never happen our, again. We all have our moments. <laughs> that is our best episode, guaranteed. And It'll, it'll never fucking happen again. It will never be that smooth as long as we're doing this. <laughs> That's not the one I started with the donkey dick song, is it? No, no. <laughs> I don't even remember what that one was at this point. There's not very many like creative kills really in this movie no they're really pedestrian but i but you know i i think that's again just symptomatic of it being like, sort of the first yeah. of its sub genre they didn't have to up the ante yet yeah i mean well that was terrifying back then you know? yeah it w- i mean it's not like it's not like there had never been more extreme content because there had i mean herschel gordon lewis had been making movies for 10 years at that point <laughs> he'd done you know 2000 maniacs and wizard of gore and blood feast and you know all those so it, so it's not like that subgenre of extreme content didn't exist, but it was never mainstream, whereas Halloween yeah. was mainstream. But then those movies became mainstream, slashes became mainstream, and then it all had to start getting accelerated and accelerated and accelerated. <laughs> and now we live in a fucking era where 
Herschel Gordon Lewis is like, oh, that's quaint. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, in the late 70s, early 80s was like that. That was peak serial killer time, too. So this movie had to fucking terrify people. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. That's true. I think wasn't the BTK active at that point or no, did he start B- in the 80s. BTK wasn't. Yeah, he, he was no. later. He was significantly there. But Bundy was active yeah. at that point. So there's a lot. Manson hit. Manson was still riding a reputation at that point. And, uh, Even though he did fucking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he was just a guy who said, hey, you guys want to go. Go go kill somebody for me. Have you, that, have, you read ne- like. have you read Neil Gaiman's story about that? I <laughs> no. can't remember what the title of the story is, but in it, it's written from the perspective of an author who watched interview videos with Charles Manson, right? And he watches pre-trial videos and post-trial videos, and he's like, there was something to him, and then it changed, like he he like he kind of snapped or something, and, and that that magic that he had went away. But before his mm. trial, he was extraordinarily charismatic. And you could see how you could see how he could convince people to do things that they would never otherwise have done. Very true. And and then he and then it, it, it's all this story about how Hollywood works and how he wrote this book. <laughs> he, how he wrote this book about Manson's children that he had with his with the family, you know, and how they all grew up separately. And all of them but one ended up being a serial killer. <laughs> he reminds me a little bit of me because he's a failed musician. So <laughs> if I didn't start this with you guys. We know what you'd be doing. I could have started a cult. You're not that charismatic. <laughs> a cult of chihuahuas. Oh. <laughs> Fucking chihuahuas love me. All right. Can't argue there. My chihuahua loves me. That's chihuahua what I'm going to Chihuahua loves me. <laughs> Just one. It's gonna be my new nickname for whoever I date next. Chihuahua. Chihuahua, <laughs> come here. Let's go to bed, Chihuahua. Sounds kind of fun. <laughs> That's the point at which I'd break up. <laughs> I'm glad I could help with that. That's weird. You're weird. Did you ever get that thing with your mom going? Oh, I totally told her about that. <laughs> <laughs> she was, she was like, set me up. I'll fuck the boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but see now I'm dating someone so it's just not gonna happen <laughs> I can't go out on a date well, damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry I no. ruined your shot with my mother <laughs> god damn it it's gonna be okay no it's okay I, sure I, I actually I, I, I went on a date with a gal last night and it went really well and I think we're gonna see each other again oh that's awesome and, uh, did you put it in her butt <laughs> no <laughs> did you put it in her front <laughs> a gentleman never, tell, never tells so no I'm clearly not a gentleman <laughs> that's exciting though yeah, no, it was really, it was really great. I really, I really like her a lot, and looking forward to seeing her again. Take her to see, take her to see scary movies, and be like, if you, if you don't, if you don't put out, this shit's gonna happen to you. <laughs> okay, don't do that. Don't do that. That's not funny. That's not funny. Yeah, she'll. Yeah, that's a that's a lawsuit. Does she <laughs> like scary movies? I don't know. We watch. We we did watch a couple of comedies, comedy shows. Okay, show her Evil Dead, and see what she thinks. <laughs> <laughs> and if she's like, I don't get it, kick her ass to the fucking Because <laughs> that's not the kind of shit you want in your life. <laughs> I don't need that kind of negativity. I am perfectly okay with that. <laughs> I finally I finally meet a girl I'm actually kind of into. And you're like, dude, if she doesn't like Evil Dead, fuck her, dude. Get her the fuck out. I'm at that point. If, if, if I ever end up single again, that's going to be the deciding factor. Can you handle... Uh, Evil Dead, every Child's Play movie, we're going to watch all seven of them. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. <laughs> I'd be out before that. <laughs> I'd be like, no, no. In one sitting. And then, oh, and no. then, if you don't like Back to the Future and Rocky, then you're really out. <laughs> she could, this bitch has four shots. Got it. Yep. <laughs> what if she likes Rocky, but only the sequels? Ooh. Then she confuses me. 
She's like, <laughs> she's like, no, I, I mean, they, they got good after two, but that first one was tough. And I'll do that thing where I'll be like, all right, we can fuck once. And <laughs> You're welcome, madam. Because <laughs> I don't want to carry out a conversation with a person who doesn't like the first rock. <laughs> I can't. Oh my god! Can't do it. We are all assholes. <laughs> You're the nice one who's like, no, I so I think even if she doesn't like Evil Dead, I think I'm going to keep her around. Fuck no. Is, the, is there a movie deal breaker? Like, if she doesn't like a movie, would you just be like, fuck this, I'm done? I think it would be cumulative. Like, if she didn't like a movie, that's fine. I can't, I can't hate on anybody for not liking a movie. But if she didn't like movie after movie after movie <laughs> just and then, building up and then she starts like pitching me on shit like like oh have you seen grown-ups that was awesome <laughs> oh you know and i at that point at that point i'd probably be like you know like well fuck don't get me wrong but oh yeah only a few times like and then once i get tired of it then 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 we're moving on i was gonna say you might as well get something <laughs> get something for all the trouble of having to talk about a shitty adam <laughs> see i'm i'm having that date here soon my movie is definitely so i married an axe murderer if you don't oh, really if, yep if you don't oh. like it i don't know how we can be friends because the, <laughs> the, the humor in that and just everything about it is fantastic i love that movie i have no concept of time <laughs> i haven't seen that movie since it came out that movie actually and introduced I'm, me to yeah. Stephen Wright. Really? <laughs> I had no idea who he was before that. I mean, I was really, I, you know, I was like out of touch, like 10 year old or 12 year old or something <laughs> like that. And then I was like, that guy's really funny. Then I found out he was a comedian. I was like, oh my God. Oh yeah, he's great guys so let's get like, back to halloween for a few minutes i don't know what the fuck else there is to say about it it's a classic it might not it's not for everybody because it's kind of might be kind of slow for the modern audience but you know what watch this one go see fucking halloween 2018 and that is what this movie should be i don't well, know i'm gonna go see it this week then because I'm, I'm buying that shit when it comes out it was that no good. you see the, the the thing is and you have to appreciate it in its historical concept oh fuck words you have to appreciate it in its historical context the Halloween that came out this month wouldn't exist without yes. that original Halloween. Very Friday true. the 13th wouldn't exist without that original Halloween. Hatchet wouldn't exist. Slashers wouldn't exist. It's not, I'm not saying they would have never found their way to the screen, but they wouldn't exist the way they do because they would have taken a completely different evolutionary track if it wasn't for Halloween. And so, like it or not, you don't have to like it. It doesn't have to have aged well. And in fact, in a lot of ways, hasn't aged well. But this movie set the stage for everything that would come after it. Once Halloween hit... Nothing would be the same again. And that's why this movie is important. That's why you should watch this movie, even if it's not the greatest example of the slasher genre anymore. What it is, is it's the godfather of the slasher genre. Or godmother. I'm okay with that too. (laughs) Rain, how do you feel (laughs) about the movie? I feel the the exact same way. I don't think it aged very well, but you have to see it just in the point of it brought on so many different aspects of everything. I, I agree with you a lot. When it comes to this, <laughs> I'm very persuasive. <laughs> you the next Bundy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't get laid nearly enough. <laughs> Are we talking about Ted or Al? <laughs> What's the difference? Al is a shoe salesman. Yeah, but they're both crushing puss left and right. <laughs> <laughs> One of them's married to Sophia, whatever her name is, in the show that he's on now. That's a different character. That is not Al Bundy. <laughs> Al Bundy was married to Peg Bundy. I saw a couple costume that was them. Oh, my God. I nice. loved it. It was great. <laughs> All right. Don't get sidetracked again. Right, wait. <laughs> so, yeah. Fuck yeah. Halloween does move a little slow, I think. But stick around for that last 20 minutes and then shit really picks up when you see a body folded up in a fucking closet. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And a guy pinned to a wall. And also he made a joke about a naked nine-year-old, so he deserved it. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> Everybody in this movie is annoying except for Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, pretty and much. And Donald Pleasance, even yeah. though he's probably a 
creeper and just kind of likes fucking with kids. I've a huge asshole in real life, but you know he's good in the movie. I think he's a huge dead asshole. So yeah, it's okay. he's dead for sure. Oh, <laughs> wah wah wah. So Spoiler watch it. Alert. <laughs> watch it. It's horror history, man. And then watch the rest of John Carpenter's movies because they're fucking cool. Big Trouble in Little China. Big Trouble in Little China. It's. it's I seriously fucking love. You that can movie. maybe stop by the time you get to Ghosts of Mars, <laughs> but. <laughs> No, you know what? The Ward was actually good. And here's the reason I can say The Ward was good. Because it has fucking Amber Heard in it, who I hate. And oh. it was still good. <laughs> well, there you have it. Watch The Ward, which is a movie that I skipped to. I remember when it came out. It was good. It was It was really good. I don't know what the fuck we're doing next week or the week after. But sometime in November, Poultrygeist and Creed are going to... Oh, yes. Going to grace your ears. So or we get to gonna start a conversation that's going to go down some weird fucking pathways. <laughs> no, you know what's going to happen hopefully, when we talk about hopefully Creed. Hopefully come back around. Oh, what's going to happen? I do. We get to talk hey, about Rocky let me for tell a whole you what's hour. Gonna I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen when we talk about Creed. You're going to wax rhapsodic about all the Rocky movies I've never fucking seen. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen, and it's just gonna be—it's just gonna be ninety minutes of me going, "Yep, haven't seen that one either." <laughs> but I like the first one. I can already see it happening. <laughs> That's how it goes, folks. Because I can't help it. We argue like a married couple, and it—it—it it, it, it really is. It's—it's it's quite beautiful. Because you know, makeup sex. <laughs> <laughs> just make sure the camera's rolling this time. I will. I'm sorry. Thank you. If you guys like social media and you want to follow us and see us not not really post anything, but we could start if people actually give a shit and decide they want to follow us. And if everybody would stop making noise, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Shark Pod. And if you email us, we might even respond to mostly me. I'll send you a dick pic. Rain too. She has one. She just won't. She won't show us, and I, I don't nope. know why. And if you you know feel like three losers in a basement recording a podcast and need a little money donate to our patreon at patreon.com slash sharks across hollywood there you go all right but well, we will be back next week with some fucking mystery movie that has nothing to do with horror probably because we might want to steer clear of it for a whole week i don't know if i can promise that i can't Mm-mm. until next week everybody stay jossum bye <laughs> chihuahua <laughs>